You're now listening to the Real Estate CPA Podcast. Your source for all things real estate, accounting, and tax. Here we reveal our secrets that can save you thousands in taxes, streamline your accounting process, and help grow your business. Stay tuned to hear insightful interviews with industry experts, successful real estate investors, and current clients on what strategies they use to grow their business and how they steer clear of Uncle Sam. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Tom's Costelli here today flying solo, and today we're going to discuss how self-employed professionals and business owners can avoid the self-rental trap when purchasing a building for their business. Before we dive right into today's episode, I do want to remind everybody about our Tax Smart Real Estate Investor Group on Facebook, where we're having a lot of conversations around tax issues affecting real estate investors of all types, and we're, we're, where we will be posting updates to the real estate tax code as they take effect. And with the Biden tax changes in the pipeline, it's gonna be something you're gonna wanna stay on top of. So you can go ahead and join that group if you haven't already by going to facebook.com and simply searching Tax Smart Real Estate Investors and we'll show right up or going to facebook.com slash group slash tax smart investors and you'll be able to join that way as well. But for right now, we're gonna dive right into today's episode. Hi everyone, thanks again for tuning in. You know, we've been working on a lot of situations recently with clients uh, who are business owners, maybe they're or self-employed professionals such as a doctor or attorney uh, that will own a firm or own a business and then want to purchase the associated building their firm offices will be in or maybe their business will be in. And there's many good reasons for buying a building like that. You know, the building could be an excellent investment in and of itself, or maybe you just want to control the building that you are going to be working out of. And be it as it may, it's not an uncommon situation to see the business owner, self-employed professional want to own the building that ultimately their business will be housed in. So what would happen is typically speaking, the business owner or the professional will go ahead and purchase the building in a separate entity, typically an LLC, uh, for asset protection purposes. And while this is prudent to do, I'm sure you know your attorneys will tell you a million and one reasons why you should do this. This scenario may bring about unfavorable tax consequences if not structured properly. And this is because the self-rental rules state that net rental income from the property rented for use in a trade or business activity in which the taxpayer materially participates uh, is any income from that activity is treated as non-passive. And also, in addition, losses from that activity are considered passive. So you're getting the short end of the stick on each end over here. Uh, So what are the downsides of this? So the downsides of the self-rental rule, like what does this mean to you as the business owner professional? This means that you cannot use passive losses from other activities against the non-passive income generated by the rental. And it also means that any losses generated by the self-rental activity can't offset your non-passive income. And presumably your non-passive income would be your business income or perhaps your spouse's W-2 income or maybe you have a W-2 from your business in the, ca- in the case of an S-corporation. And you know, presumably the reason why this was all put in place is to prevent taxpayers from, say, inflating their rent payments in order to absorb passive losses they might have from other rental or passive activities. In addition, it's also to prevent them from using uh, the losses from these activities generally created by depreciation against other non-passive income. So this naturally causes a conundrum. You know, if you're in this situation, what can you do to mitigate the negative effects of these self-rental rules, which again, 
prohibits you from using passive losses from other activities against the income from the self-rental and also prevents you from using the losses from the self-rental against your non-passive income. So there are two ways, two real ways to do it. And I guess there's a third way we'll discuss as well, but that's kind of a moot point anyway. So the first one is found under reg section 1.469-4, which allows the rental activity and the associated business to be grouped together as what's known as one economic unit if certain conditions are met. And once the business and the rental activity are grouped together as one economic unit, the losses from the building, largely again generated by depreciation, and with bonus depreciation in place still at this point, it could be substantial, can offset the non-passive income. And again, the non-passive income is presumably generated by the business or some other activities that the taxpayer or you may be involved in, right? So uh, there are some nuances to this grouping election. The most notable one of them all is that in order to make this election, uh, the ownership in both the business and the building must be proportionate to each other. And this can cause some issues with partnerships or S-corporations where the ownership of the actual business may not be in proportion to the ownership of the actual of the actual uh, you know rental activity itself. So that's something you definitely want to talk to your tax and legal advisors about uh, as soon as possible if you are contemplating purchasing a building and you are involved in a partnership or you are involved in an S-corporation uh, because it can get more complicated. But if you're a sole proprietor, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, the second way... To do this, so moving on to way number two, is to simply buy the building, have your business buy the building. So your business, instead of having a separate entity uh, where you're going to set up some type of rental arrangement, your business would just buy the building straight out um, and avoid having a rental activity altogether. Uh, now that, of course, has some of its own downsides on you know the asset protection side. You may want to uh, you may want to consider purchasing additional insurance. Uh, and speaking with your attorney, of course, to make sure that it actually makes sense for you and your overall uh, legal situation. And, you know, I guess, like I said before, there is a third way to avoid the self-rental rules, and that is to just rent from a third party and not own the building at all. But the situation is, if the building is truly a good investment or otherwise makes sense for you to own for your business, then, you know, you're going to want to consider these other two options. So to sum it up here today... Uh, if you rent a building to a business in which you materially participate in, then you are subject to the self-rental rules. And these rules will prevent you from using passive losses from your other passive activities, say your other rental activities, to offset the income generated by the self-rental. And perhaps more importantly, it's going to prevent you from using any losses produced by the rental activity against your non-passive income. Um, and this can be avoided in one of two ways. You can avoid it by grouping the business and the rental together as one economic unit if certain conditions are met, or by just having the business purchase the building and not having a rental activity at all. All that being said, if you're a self-employed professional or business owner and you're considering the purchase of a building for your business, you're going to want to speak to your tax, legal, and financial advisors to discuss how you can best structure the acquisition for your particular situation so you could put yourself in the most favorable tax position possible. That's all for today. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next episode. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed the show, please find us on iTunes and leave us a review. You can also email us at contact at therealestatecpa.com with any feedback or topic suggestions. 
We are always taking on new clients, and with the new tax laws in play, you really don't want to navigate this alone. Let us help you save money on taxes with your accounting and CFO needs. To become a client, navigate to our client page at therealestatecpa.com and fill out a web form with as much detail about your situation as possible. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week.